What's up, guys? Welcome to Diggity, a video game podcast, episode number 277. I'm Jeff James with me tonight, as always, the incredible, unobtainable, sometimes referred to as transmittable. Ooh. <laughs> Lush, Ooh. My Ooh. virus? Ooh. <laughs> Luscious Brody Faults. I don't know. I was trying to fucking think of a word that came up. Transmittable. <laughs> Huh. My fucking bad. Nah. I thought there was a better word, but that's definitely not it. This kind of sums up, yeah, how this week is going. So fuck it, sure. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, uh, I've got a virus. I guess I'm kind of feeling under the weather, but uh, what's not under the weather? This podcast. <laughs> I'm feeling so shitty. Uh, anyways, uh, welcome. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. You will not catch a viral. Um, uh, infection. You listen to this podcast. I want to make that clear, loud and clear. Um, two, you will learn about great news and things that have happened uh, in the video game world across the interwebs from Brody and myself every single week, Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, Twitch and YouTube. And then the audio version of the podcast is on Fridays at the butt crack of dawn. I'm bringing it back. I'm using it. I don't care. Mm. I'll abuse it. Doesn't matter, baby. Uh, you can also uh, follow us and check us out on YouTube. We're part of something called Spawn Camp. Go to youtube.com slash Spawn Camp Co. to go see some cool stuff. If you don't like Gundam, that's all right. You can listen to watch Diggity on there. That's fine. But there's everything from Gundam to video games to uh, Nick uh, talking about uh, Doom. Uh, there's uh, a bunch of like uh, pop culture stuff. There's WDC and Beyond's podcast. There's more PC gaming as well as some pop culture stuff. Talking about different movies and video game-esque things and just kind of geek culture in general. And then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, nothing in life is free, especially in a world of inflation. But may I introduce you to our Discord, which is indeed free and a great community where you can hop online and talk to people. Everything about Formula One to video games to what the hell they ate does not matter. Good people on there. Good vibes all day, all the time. Very hard to find a uh, place on the Internet that is not a deathly war zone. So, uh, yeah, that's one of them. Places. We, it's a gem. Yeah. It's a gem. <laughs> Hard to find a national place. treasure. Yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, with that, I think uh, we're good to kind of go off on our uh, on our on our sweet old uh, riding rock side of stuff. You wanna you wanna touch yeah. on uh, Big Daddy uh, Kratos? <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Daddy Kratos, as I refer to him. Uh, I, I so I unfortunately have not gotten to put as much time into this game as I would like. I have been working quite a bit, and so I've been playing a little bit here and there. I think I'm only I don't know six or seven hours. So this is very much a review in progress type of thing. And how we typically do those, I just kind of talk about what I've experienced so far. I can't put like a final recommendation or necessarily anything on th at the end of it. There's no number scale or anything. Um, but uh, so far, I'm liking it. I will say I. It is hard for them to outdo how I felt about the first one, and that is not hmm. their fault, except for they set the bar too damn high. I will Ooh. say so far I am really enjoying this game, and I think there's a lot of good things. I also hmm. think there's some things that I don't care as much for. Um, so far, I find some of the enemies very fucking annoying. Um, I, <laughs> I, I just, yeah, it, it just... I, I, I'm trying to say this without spoiling it. There's some enemies that launch projectiles that are 
annoying as hell and they use them way too much in the area I was in. And I get it. It's kind of the thing. But then in the next area, I found an, an enemy that is annoying as hell. And so I'm finding I don't know if it's just me in the combat and I'm just not quite gelling with it. It seems like they have like the directional arrows that pop up when you get hit or somebody's getting ready mm-hmm. to hit you. And they're not always right, which is fucking bizarre. Mechanic. Yeah, it's a it's a very strange thing. Um, I I don't know what the deal with that is, but overall, huh. I think this game's really good. I think the story is not quite as compelling as the first one was. I mean, the first one was simple, but it 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 really brought a lot of cool things out. Um, again, I'm also very early on, and I've heard that the second half does a lot of the carrying on this i've also heard some people are kind of upset about the ending which i i have remained spoiler free i believe um but i i think there's a lot of good here right i i i have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with the fact that it feels like i'm just playing an extension of 2018 i think there's some aspects of that that are kind of cool because it it very much does feel like hey there was uh four or five years in between these and here you are like bang you're into a new story um but i also uh, i mean it looks pretty much the same as 2018 it plays pretty much the same as 2018 there's there's not a whole lot of improvements from a technical standpoint that really make me kind of go wow i'm playing a next gen game out of some of the next gen new or not again, we don't like say next gen for this, but um, out of a PS five game, this out of all of them that have come out so far, this almost feels pretty low as far as from the technical standpoint. And I feel like I could have played this on a PS four pro just as easy as I'm playing it on a PS five. Yeah. I I heard just to stop on the technical piece. I heard on the technical piece from the frame rate side if you have like a hd um was it yeah. 2.0 or something like that television um god i just called it television my god <laughs> if you have an hd 2.0 tv uh like it gets up to like a hundred and something frames a second or something like that 120 like like something uh, something solid but anyways i essentially like it runs buttery smooth is what I've heard from a technical aspect. But I also thought the last, see this, I've skewed though, because I I'm playing God of War remastered, right Mm -hmm. off my PS five when I had, and I thought that was buttery smooth because it fucking was when they remastered it, but, um, or relaunched it. However you want to look at that. Um, like, is there at least that to it? Like when you, when you say, that's great that like when you when you play this one that you're like oh it just there's like there's a five-year gap and then it goes to the next one here's my question on that does it feel like a five-year gap like they just fucking hit pause for five years and then turn the fucking thing back on and now they just they're aged a little bit more or do they and like the assets are like pretty similar or does it actually feel like a new experience it, it very much does feel like a new experience um, okay. in the way of the world has changed around you. Each each of these areas you're going to, um, I, I don't know how much of a spoiler this is, but I'm going to say it anyway. You go to some places you've spoiler been before. Spoiler cast. <laughs> you go to some places you've been before. And oh, 
those places have changed over the five years. And even at the beginning, right, you, you are, you are eventually at the same cabin that you were, or that Kratos was living in, in the first game. So, but you see how that has changed, how that has evolved, how they have kind of built this life in this area. Um, but it's, uh, and then I, I mean, essentially you, uh, it's winter there now too. So there's that as well. <laughs> and then, um, I, I just, the, I guess I was hoping <clears throat> for maybe another leap in, in a technological sort of standpoint where I was hoping to see some power taken from this. Granted they did it cross platform, which I understand considering you know, mm. there's so many PS4s out there, but I just, um, yeah. I, I think in that way I was a little disappointed, but I get it also, but we're also getting to that point. I, I I hate to say it, but we got to move on to the next the, the the current generation that has been out for two years now. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, we're, Which they also want to boost numbers in like crazy. I mean, they built right. a shit ton of these things, right? Um, I the story, as I was saying earlier, I think it is good so far. Um, it is just not not as compelling. There was something about the simplicity of that first one where he is going with his son to spread the ashes of his, his wife and his, his son's mother. And I, I think there was something simple about that where they literally wanted to do one thing and they got pulled into Caught all sorts of other, other crazy bullshit. shit and the, seeing them grow. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be something along those lines here, but the, the introduction of Thor and, Odin, I again, I that's not a spoiler. If you've no. watched a trailer, that's there. The introduction of them feels weird and forced, and kind of out of nowhere. And the 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 first huh. kind of thing you go off to do feels kind of weird as well. Like I think it's more to show like Kratos is listening to to Atreus, but. Uh, he follows Atreus kind of a little bit on a bit of a goose chase, at least from from where I'm at in the story now. Um, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I, I'm enjoying the puzzle aspects. I'm enjoying the the gameplay. I'm enjoying a lot of things about it. Don't get me wrong. This is a fantastic game. I am being nitpicky only because the first game is one of my top five favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I found myself wanting to wander a lot and and go check out places but it is very linear in a lot of areas and so where you see like a very very beautiful like um, mountain off in the distance on a very specific like level you can't go and explore too much there um but it, it is very like on the rails like oh there's a tree down here or there's this you know and so where it compels me to want to explore i am not able to explore and then where it compels mm-hmm. me or where I kind of just want to follow the story is where I can actually go explore and, and find things and, and do it additional um, things, I guess um, there, there are some really cool set pieces like um, kind of how the world serpent was a big part of the first one. Uh, there's not it, it, in a side mission. You see another large animal that is fucking cool when it happens. Um, I won't say any more than that. Um, the <laughs> it's a cat. <laughs> no. Yeah, Nick telling us it's described as wide linear. 
Yeah. I, yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, I feel like I, I don't make a point to ever want to say it is a, I want an open world game out of this because I don't, I enjoy the linear feeling of a game every once in a while. And I think this one really does it well and has Mm -hmm. just enough exploration to keep you enticed. And every time you walk into a room, you're looking around for something additional because there's always almost always some like treasure chest somewhere or something you can do, but you have to solve a puzzle in order to get there. And I find that very interesting. What I don't find interesting about the puzzle um, is the fact that, um, Mamir and Atreus, if you wait more than three seconds, they tell you how to solve the puzzle. Um, and I find that quite frustrating because that's half of the fun of the game. Don't take that from me. <laughs> uh, there are also some points where I waited uh, too long for them to actually give me a hint where I just kind of was staying up too late and was borderline brain dead and all of a sudden I couldn't figure out a puzzle. So, and I wanted that help. Um, it, it seemed like it came when you didn't want it and, and was not there when you needed it. And I found that a little frustrating. Um, but I, again, these are all nitpicks overall. This is a fantastic fucking game. The combat is a lot of fun, even if there are some elements of it that I don't really enjoy. Um, uh, but I, I enjoy having, you know, the option on weapons and being able to combo those in, in a useful way, in a meaningful way, even. Uh, the upgrade trees have been pretty cool so far. Not necessarily, like, over-the-top exciting, but I think they're good. Um, I, I really just want to dive into it more before I... I don't know. It sounds like I'm shitting all over the game, and that's not my intention at all. No. It I is more... Think, I'm just hyper-critical. Well, I think the whole thing is, and like listening to other podcasts, it's, you know, no matter how you want it to go, it's going to be the comparison across the last one because this is literally the next installment to it. So if you don't compare that to the last one, I think you'd be doing a disservice. Anyways, I heard that there were some, not a ton, because Santa Monica is not going to do that, but the, um, there's some glitches and stuff like that that have appeared or some weird little fucking hiccups. Like there's some progressionary hiccups that some people have had. I have not ran into any at the moment. Um, Have you seen those online? Like some of the stuff people post? Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. I've tried to stay clear because I don't want to be spoiled. Um, So I've been steering clear of most of the God of War stuff. But um, yeah, about six or seven hours in, I will say from... As much as I I wished it did more technically, I think it it is very smooth. I have not had many issues. I think the biggest like problem I've had with the the like, it, and I don't even think it's a glitch. I think it's just something. I I, I don't know what it is. Was the those weapon indicate or the uh, damage indicators coming from the enemies? Oh, from I, different sides that yeah, necessarily sides I, that's that they're not on. Probably yeah. the the closest thing to a bug I've really experienced so far. I mean, sure. I haven't like gotten out of the boat and Kratos's arm is like fucking backwards and Atreus is like stuck in his ribs or some shit. Like nothing like that has happened. You don't like turn around and all of a sudden Mamir has a body <laughs> and he's t posing behind you or anything. But oh, you know. I, I think overall, it, it it's it is a fantastic game. It's a good follow up to a one of my favorite games of all time. I just don't know if it 
at this point, it is not, it is not the same feeling that I had in 2018, but I also say that knowing that I played 2018 and I kind of fell off of it a little bit and it took me a long time to come back to it and then power through it and I couldn't stop playing it. And I don't, this isn't an issue of, oh, I'm going to stop playing it because that, that I have no intention of doing that. I am absolutely going to finish this game and and make my way through as much of the content as I possibly can. Or will, sorry, the, the like the side quest. I don't I'm trying not to miss anything. I'm trying to get as many chests as I can. I'm trying to do almost everything in this game. Um, sure. So uh, it's it's fucking fantastic. Like if you love the first one or I say first one, but the reboot 2018, mm-hmm. you will love this as well. This is a great game. It plays fantastic and it is just overall as as exciting as the first one it's just they 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 kind of fucked themselves right like they set the bar just so damn high that so it was hard the, to the meet hype, that is it worth what's that is it worth the hype i would say i would say there is yes i think it is worth the hype okay Are you... yeah Oh, sorry. <laughs> that you lost you for a second. That's how you're like this. No, you just got quiet. It's cool. Oh, I bad, don't know if bad. it was my end or your end. Um, bad, yeah, it's definitely worth the hype. It is definitely worth a purchase if you were even on the fence about it. The only thing I would say is <clears throat> if you were kind of leaning towards no or, you know, mm. you can wait. You can wait for a sale, and I think that that would be perfectly fine. I mean, you will miss out on some of the water cooler talks, but here I am, you know, a week into it and a shitload of people have already beat it, and yeah. <laughs> which is crazy because it's like at least 35 hours if you want to complete everything. Like, it's not a small game. Um, so I, I'm definitely behind the curve a little bit as far as t- where a, a good chunk of people are, at least, you know, people that do, you know, gaming podcasts and stuff of that nature. Um, but <laughs> that's that's the way she go. I'm I'm kind of stunned at honestly your 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 review lines up with so much other stuff I've been listening to. Yeah. And people on Twitter. And I I I think it's I think you have the same notion too, but I think it's just like you said, the hype, the bar is set so high. Like how do you how do you live up to that? And I just right. that's the only thing I can attribute to it right now is why it's getting like it's getting it's got, got a ten out of ten on most publications, which is and great. I, I think that's kind of fucked up. I would not give it a ten out of ten if I had to put it on a number scale. Yeah. I mean, what's it sitting on Metacritic right now? Let me take a look at that. I'm not sure. I where I stand now, I I am somewhere 94. between 94. I am somewhere between like if I had to put it on a number scale, uh, I would give it like um well, it's a 94 and a half or 8.4 for users. Okay. I I would give it like an 8 8.5 to 9, right? Like I I think it's a fucking fantastic game, but it it is certainly not a perfect game. This is not Gotcha. To say it is a perfect 10 is I a think silly. a little bit fanboyism of like, I I just don't think it's there. And that's mm. not a knock at it. I think it's more of a knock at half the people that are reviewing games. And, no, half the people who are reviewing games are brutal. Yeah. So, I, so 
again, I don't want this to turn anybody away from it because it is fantastic. It's just, it, it's it, it's fucking tough because it's up against great competition that is itself. So, um, so perfect segue for that. Do you think this is game of the year because it was nominated for game of the year at the Game Awards? Unsurprisingly, um, once it's nominees, do you want to hear them real quick? Yeah, we might as well hit those real quick. Okay, so you've got Stray, right? Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Applied Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, Horizon Forbidden West, and then God of War Ragnarok. That is such... Uh, these these Game of the Year um, it's, there's the nominees crazy are spread here, bro. fucking wild. Yeah, there, yeah there's... They, they could, this could have been maybe three games. Yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, this pretty much comes down to God of War or Elden Ring in my book. Like, it, there's sure, those yeah. are the only two yeah, options Horizon, in my head that actually win. Um, yeah, Forbidden West was like, okay, like it was good. And even it, people that love the first one kind of said the same thing. They're like, I don't know, it was fine. Like, <laughs> um, I and I just don't care for the Horizon series. So that's, I, that that's just my personal opinion. So I, I think at the end of the day, this is going to come down to God of War, Ragnarok or Elden Ring. And in my book, I think Elden Ring has done more. Um, I, I, I personally, uh, we're, we're actually going to be doing a episode next Monday with the uh-huh. WASD boys, where we are going to be going through and basically making our predictions as well as, telling what our picks would be um, on all of the announcements or all of the things from the game awards. Uh, we may even make a few like fucking sly remarks at old Jeff Keeley. I don't know. You never know, um, but it, it should be fun. Um, so definitely check that out next week. But that being said, I, I spoiler Elden ring is uh, absolutely my fucking game of the year. Like no, no fucking doubt in my mind right now. I figured as much. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. Yeah, at all. I put so much time into it. It got me into the Dark Souls series. Like it, it took the Dark Souls series and and I actually innovated on it. I I just I think there's way too many things that it did to improve its formula, whereas God of War kind of did the same thing, which again is great, but it is not in my book. I think there should be something about how this innovated and how this made something better. And yeah, that's about where I'm at. No, I can see that. I respect that for sure. Cool. All right. I'm going to get to my first. I guess story. Can I bring it up? Am I good? Or do we miss yeah. anything else? We're all good. No, we I think up? you're good. Okay, cool. Perfect. Okay. <clears throat> Phil Spencer says that delaying Starfield into 2023 was quote, the right thing to do. And it's not so much what Phil Spencer says. It's kind of what I want to bring up and discuss quickly. But um, this is what basically came from CEO P3. Uh, he says, we have experienced shipping games too early, but in hindsight, when you look at a game like Starfield, which has taken so long and so much investment in new IP from the team, the decision to give the team the time to build the game that they feel they should be building is just the right thing to do, Spencer said. 
According to Spencer, Microsoft wanted to make certain that Bethesda and Arcane could deliver the best games possible, as Starfield and Redfall will be the first true Xbox console exclusive releases following the $7.5 billion acquisition of ZeniMax. He says, quote, I just wanted to make sure those teams felt that they had the support they could get from Xbox, maybe feel some of the benefit of being part of a larger organization that has other revenue streams and other things going on that could be helpful. Spencer had a few other interesting stories to share during his appearance on the Verge's podcast a while back. Um, he once again commented that Call of Duty's future on PlayStation, which is like beating the fucking dead horse at this point in time. And he spoke about how the Activision Blizzard acquisition is focused on mobile games like Candy Crush so that they can, you know, obviously get to go through. Uh, in a previous interview, Spencer mentioned how Starfield won't feel like a big budget Skyrim in space, although fans can expect classic Bethesda gameplay elements such as dialogue options. Hey. You know who else does dialogue options? A lot of fucking people. Starfield and Vampire Hunting Game Redfall are currently scheduled to launch in the first half of 2023. And while they'll be console exclusive to Xbox Series X and S, you'll also be able to play them on PC as well. Okay, so the real question on this thing. I get Okay, let's get past the first one. First real quick and easy one. Starfield, uh, give me a quick elevator pitch on your current thoughts of it. Uh, I think it's going to be a Bethesda game. Fact. Set in space. <laughs> Facts. Um, I, I think it is going to be a buggy, absolute fucking mess. And a lot of people are going to hate it at launch. And I think eventually modders are going to come in and fix the game. Because that's how Bethesda games go. And this time it's in space. Beautiful. I think okay. <laughs> you still have more stuff or now are you get uh, no, I think that pretty well sums it up. <laughs> cool. I think that they have put all their eggs into this one basket, hoping to God that this game would go. We're now what a hole in the three basket. fucking years into uh, since pitching Starfield or is it longer? Is it four no, or five? It's five. Longer. He looked that up. Um, anyways, let's say we're five years into this shit. And we've pitched it numerous times. We've talked about shit numerous times. The fact that he has to come out and say it's not going to be a Skyrim in space when everyone thinks it's going to be Skyrim in space. Oh, hold on to your fucking pantaloons, my guy. Starfield was originally trademarked on the 13th of September of 2023. Or sorry, sorry, 2023. <laughs> Jesus fucking hell. Uh, 2013. Holy God. The the future uh the game however was not formally announced until 2018 so okay yeah. four years we'll be, at, we'll be at five by 2023 alongside um, the elder scroll six which is gonna be it's gonna be so long oh no i think that you are correct it's going to launch i think it's going to be underwhelming um yes. you know they're using a new engine have stuff improved yes it's still not to the level that you would see from other games and then they mask that with but it's a huge open world i okay let's fucking see I, but I'm when they showed the shit that, off though. bro I'm it was like that, right what the like, fuck surely I, they're gonna show more at the game awards oh i would hope so. surely so my thing with open worlds and i th i feel like we've gone down this road before but yes just very quickly i am not opposed to open worlds i am opposed to 
open or giant open worlds that want to be big for the sake of being big and then fill it with a bunch of mediocre bullshit. I enjoy open world games that are done well. Spider-Man. I fucking loved Spider-Man. Absolutely fucking <laughs> loved so Spider-Man. <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't think the world was too ungodly big and it was fine, but all the shit to do was boring as hell. I Elden Ring. I loved that fucking world that they created because there was so much unique shit to actually do. Granted, a lot of it is fighting and trying to stay alive, but that is what the game is about. Um, Stuff like Valhalla, though, where it is stupidly large for the sake of being stupidly large. Not fun. Not, Not fun at all. I don't enjoy that. So I just throwing that out there. Starfield, it's a giant open world. That's fine. Is it is it going to have anything to do? Is it going to be cool? Is there going to be shit to actually do on these planets that you can go to? Or is it going to be fucking Fallout 4, but with less shit and more area? Yeah. No, I I full well hear you on that. I mean, it's. uh, I think. I don't know if I'm being unfair when I say this, but this is exactly what I was talking about with Microsoft taking over a fucking company five years ago. I don't even think this is a Microsoft issue. This has been Bethesda well, for I know, years. Beth- I know it's Bethesda's there for years, but it, it doesn't fucking help the situation because they it got certainly bought up. They have, they're in a situation where they're like, well, we can't fucking do anything because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. So we're just going to let people sit around and do their shit. Yeah. And I I just, I don't, I don't know, man. I think that, like, this shit's going to happen with others. Like, think about how fucking far we are into this shit, dude. And all we have is Halo and a Forza. Yeah. And Halo was bad. And Halo was bad. The, the campaign was okay. And you had a layout from the fans stuff. saying, this is what we would like. Can you please change this shit? And it's still I, fucking bad. It's still fucking bad. Yeah. I I think they just launched Forge, or they're planning to launch Forge. I don't even know if it's out yet. I just stopped giving a shit, quite frankly. Bro, the game's dead. Yeah, it's the, ga- dead the game as hell. the game's dead as hell. So um, it's like that's yeah. that's their keystone shit, and then they're gonna rest on this shit. If this shit does not go well, that is not a fucking good sign, bro. Oh, I. I wholeheartedly agree. I think the Bethesda purchase was not a great idea. I personally, it there is a market, right? There is a, a market for Bethesda games. I am fucking so far out of that market. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't find the jankiness charming. It's not charming. It's not funny. It's That's not. It, it's fucking well, and- stupid at this point. And you noted the mods, but Bethesda has done so many things to get rid of, like Microsoft's done so many things to get rid of the mod piece. Right. And Bethesda lives on that shit, though. I mean, you have to have that. They they released the, uh, what was it, the enhanced edition of Skyrim, where it actually, even on console, you could install some, ma- some mods. Um, so... Uh, I don't know, right? Like, I I used to enjoy Bethesda games, and as I've gotten older, I have decided that I do not enjoy the jank. I don't want to fucking deal with the it. Jank. It's not It's not fucking charming. It's not cute. It's not this... It's not a bug. It's a feature. No, it's a fucking bug, and you aren't going to fix it, and I. that's why it's a feature. 
Like I, I just, I don't, I find that shit old at this point. I, I, I'm not saying every game has to be fucking perfect at launch, but a little bit of polish goes. It's got to be more than this. Yes, it has to be more than what we have seen in the past. I mean, Fallout Four was awful at launch. It was terrible. It is easily one of the worst Fallout games, uh, and I just uh, it it has life now. But again, that's because modders came in and fixed the fucking thing. Have like we heard about microtransactions at all with this or no? Uh, like, I doubt there's going to be microtransactions. I mean, there may be some bullshit like what Ubisoft pulls where they're like, you can just basically skip playing our game if you buy this. <laughs> um, but as far yeah. as I've seen so far, I don't think there's going to be microtransactions. Um, they they seem to make a lot of their microtransaction money from like ESO Online um, and even Fallout 76 for... I surprisingly enough, that actually yes. brings in money. It's brings fucking money. bizarre. I know people that play it. It's so weird to me. You get another <laughs> Fallout seventy six expansion, probably. Oh, I would, I would probably lay money on that. Yeah, um, I, more I, and I, it, I don't want to completely shit on it, right? But I just, I feel like the hype around this is way too big, and it is going to be something that is going to let a lot of people down. And people are going to act surprised when this shit comes out and it's broken as hell. And, and I, 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 I'm going to be here to say, told you so. I, I don't know. <laughs> like That's just kind of where I'm at at this point. The, the, yeah. the hype train has killed so many games. And that's exactly as Nick's noted in our Twitch chat earlier, exactly why there's never going to be a half-life three because they know they can't live up to the expectation for that. And so they're smart and they're not going to make the fucking thing. Yeah, for sure. Okay. On to your story. Cause I took too long on that. No, you're good. That was probably more so me than you. Um, as we were talking about the game of the year earlier, um, we actually have a little bit of news about one of the games of the year or potential game of the year. So Elden Ring has actually sold 17.5 million copies. It's wild. For a franchise that was considered niche. 17.5 million so copies much. in like what? Six months, something like that. Yeah. Six so, or seven months. That's uh, that's wild. Um, I I'm curious how many people stuck with it. I know Evan from WASD did not. He uh, he could not really get into it. But uh, Nick and I pretty much explored every single part of that fucking world and enjoyed every single minute of it. Um, it's a fantastic game. If you haven't played it and you want to get into like a Bloodborne style game or you know Dark Souls or whatever uh, whatever you really have latched onto uh this is a great chance to do that and do it with a lot of different styles combined there's some like bloodborne type weapons there's some um uh, even like sekiro style weapons you know you can get some katanas uh, there's just there's so much to do there's a lot of ways to kind of circumvent um how difficult the game is where you can go and kind of do a little bit of farming or or whatever it may be in order to level up honestly i just really adore this game i'm so excited to see an expansion i hope it's announced at the game awards we will see um but i i it's awesome to see 17.5 million i hope they do another game in this style where it is this open world because this is an open world that i fell in love with even though typically open world games are not my jam so uh good good for them and 
I'm excited to see what they do next. Killer. Uh, moving on to the next story. Xbox shelved the Keystone streaming console because it was too expensive to produce. So Phil Spencer said the device would ideally launch with a controller at $99 to $129 to be a viable product for X or sorry for Xbox, for Microsoft, I guess for Xbox. But back in May, Microsoft confirmed it had shelved the project known as Keystone. Um, and there's speculation as to why it wouldn't, why they weren't doing it. Part of that speculation was do they have the right technology for infrastructure? Do people really give a shit about cloud gaming? What was the deal behind all of it? But uh, Spencer said that the console, sorry, quote, the console we built that now people have seen, Keystone was more expensive than we wanted it to be when we actually built it out with the hardware that we had inside. And we decided to focus that team's efforts on delivering the smart TV streaming app, he told Decoder. Um, earlier this year, Microsoft announced a partnership with Samsung. Obviously, we brought that up before to bring an Xbox Cloud Gaming app to the latest to the latter's uh, latest smart TVs. They probably got paid for that. That's also why they oh, I'm fucking sure. did that. Um, and at uh, Gamescom, uh, somebody ended up speaking to the principal product manager, Harrison Hoffman, who said that streaming through the TVs is the key to taking cloud gaming mainstream, which we've talked about. Numerous times, just have a little stick I would agree with that. in the back yep. of it and you're good to go. You know, some of these smart TVs aren't so smart. Like you buy them, they're good for like two years. You try to update the apps, whatever. That's why I went and bought an Apple TV yeah. and put it into my Roku because it's like the Ro- Roku's are the fucking worst. Right. We're right. like, oh, this is garbage after like a year or two. But, I, yeah. Yeah, you can confirm on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Same I with Google TVs. Holy reviews, fuck. But... Brutal. Chromecast, all that shit. Yeah. I, I, I'm surprised that this is too expensive to make. I mean, granted, I think it's more the timing of it than anything. Yeah. I don't even like, know look if at it's Stadia. So much, right. You know, like that. that I think. Maybe it's I think a huge it loss. would be sustainable i just think right now the timing is so fucking terrible with how uh, granted a lot of shit is actually coming down in price as far as pc parts go but you also mm. have it, nvidia out here being like hey give us like fucking 1500 bucks for our next gpu and you're like ah yeah, you can we got amd yourself. coming out being like hey fuck you give us 600 right <laughs> so I it, take anything yeah like i don't know fucking yeah. buy our shit um but i i just I I feel like it is a miss to not do this, but I also understand that there's things that we don't see on that side of things. Uh, I, yeah. I think I think it could be a very successful product. I think it would sell like fucking crazy. But oh my, the God, loss bro. they would take on it in order to get somebody in on Game Pass. I don't know how long that would. You take know what that means out. too, and why they didn't do it on the loss it means that Game Pass doesn't fucking make money. I would I would agree um, that currently Game Pass is not making money. Yes, correct. Otherwise, you'd say fuck it. Go Especially put it out there because there's a lot of people that are still in on like the the dollar shit, dollar shit where they have it for like three years for a total of ten dollars type deal. Um, so I I think there's some of that going on. I think eventually it will make money. I just think it's gonna be a while. And I hope they don't kill it in the meantime because I love Game Pass. It is fantastic. I am paying full price for it, and I'm okay with that. I don't care. It's a great value, and that's fine. 
Yeah. Uh, regarding Keystone, Spencer added that Xbox is, quote, still focused on the project, but that pricing it appropriately compared to the other Xbox models has proven to be difficult. The digital-only Xbox Series S retails at $299, uh, or less during price promotions, of course, while the Series X is priced much higher. To make Keystone appealing, the price tag would need to be significantly lower than that of the Series S. I don't think so. I think if you had an honest to God, bro, if you had a $50 fucking difference, I don't think people would give a shit because there's no fucking difference between the all digital version S and the fucking this. It'd just be a smaller mm -hmm. stick or system. Have you tried their cloud gaming? Yeah, I have. It's not great. So, but this is the problem. So it's not price. It's infrastructure then. Right. It's infrastructure paired with the fact that they can't take a loss because Game Pass doesn't fucking make money yet. So I have done a decent amount of of cloud gaming. Is it better uh, than Sony's? Through... Huh? Is it better I haven't than tried Sony's. Sony's. Uh, I kind of wish I would have tried Stadia a little <laughs> bit just to compare, right? Um, apparently it's good. Apparently it's fantastic. Like as far as how it runs, Was. it's supposed to run except, yes. <laughs> well, uh, for a little well, bit. Well, yeah. Uh, but I have done a decent amount on my on my Steam Deck. Um, and the problem there, and mind you, the Steam Deck actually has a fantastic Wi-Fi card, which is incredible. Um, the, the, the issue I found is that, so it sacrifices, it sacrifices graphical fidelity in order to maintain frame rates, which is fine. But the problem is... It starts to artifact really bad as you will play something. So I have to only play games that I'm like, oh, if this fucks up, it's not going to be a problem. So like I, oh. I saw a video of somebody playing Forza and they 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 listed out what they had as far as like Wi-Fi and this and that. And and it was decent enough that it shouldn't be an issue. They were playing Forza. It artifacted that like crazy and even then it still stopped for a second and next thing you know he was in a fucking wall so as much as i enjoy the the idea of cloud gaming and what microsoft is doing with game pass i don't think it is quite there yet and i really kind of wish that they had the same setup as stadia where stadia actually fucking worked apparently and so it is kind of this weird deal where it's like this is cool, but you got to figure your shit out first before you go with an all cloud gaming console. Because I personally wouldn't buy it because I have tried it and it fucking is not fantastic. Even playing a game is like you suck as at parking, right? That game will sometimes artifact like crazy and then glitch out to the point where next thing you know, I fucking missed a, a run that I was trying to do and that's it. So I, I just... I don't, they need to work on their infrastructure first before they actually start going with things like this. And I think eventually this will be the way to go. You buy a little fucking stick, you put it in the back of your goddamn TV, and that's the end of the day. But it's not there yet. It's just not there yet. Um, just to finish it out, too, it says Xbox One obviously included controller, which adds additional challenges when it comes to cutting costs. Quotes to finish up. Uh, I don't want to announce pricing specifically, but I think you've got to be. 129.99 bucks like somewhere in there for yeah. keystone to make sense in my view um that we just weren't there he said we weren't there with the controller and i love the effort the reason it's on my shelf is the team rolled up their sleeves and in nine months they built that thing and a bunch of us took it home and it worked it worked really really well mm, 
I I doubt it worked really really well, but I bet it worked. Yeah, um, I also think too that with all the supply chain issues in the world right now, launching a new product right now is a fucking terrible idea. Yes. I think you kind of want, especially products where they're either a loss lead product or they are a product that just breaks fucking even in its current form so that you can adopt people to a service. So like if this, if this was built for $99 and that bitch goes up and now they're losing $20 every single <laughs> one that's being sold because they have to build it for 129 now, that's no good. No, I 100% agree, especially when you got mm. controllers that are 50 to $60 and then you add in the stick, you're 150 bucks in, you might as well, I mean, you're not too horribly far away from just getting a Series S and calling it a day. And I think that's the better route to go. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, I, I have one more story. Okay, this will be the last one. This will be it then. So these are actually, as as we just talked about Xbox, I have um, some wow. things that are coming to Game Pass. Uh, so Pentiment is coming to cloud console and PC, and that's actually available now on Game Pass, as well as Somerville on cloud console and PC. Uh, coming soon, also available now, sorry. <laughs> this is an old article. Uh, Dune Spice Wars game preview is available on PC. Uh, Ghost Lore, a game preview, is available on PC as of now. Uh, Lappin is available on cloud console and PC. Norco is available on cloud and console. Gungrave Gore is available on cloud console and PC starting November 22nd. Uh, Insurgency Sandstorm is coming to cloud and console on November 29th. Soccer Story is coming to cloud console and PC on November 29th as well. Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide is coming to PC on November 30th. And uh, that that pretty well wraps it up. Uh, also, Vampire Survivors came to uh, Game Pass, which is kind of cool. Because uh, apparently people fucking love that game. So, You know what, Teach Throne? But yeah, fair Vampires enough. are I'm, coming back, I guess. Because there's zombies, there's vampires now. I'm not a big oh, fan. Every time I think uh, of Vampire, I think of Twilight. A, a weird little side note here. Gearbox purchased uh, the Risk of Rain IP. Not the company that makes Risk of Rain, but just the IP. So if you liked Risk of Rain, it's probably going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs> or not die. Or it is it's going to be, be on killed. a USB Sorry. at medieval times in like fucking T-minus two years. <laughs> That is still one of the top stories that's blown my mind on this oh, podcast. It's incredible. That the, that has the to be porn on the, a USB in medieval times. That honestly <laughs> has to be the best thing we have ever covered. Just incredible. <laughs> just <laughs> the most insane. random shit. Like it's one thing to like just take why would you ever have a USB on you in your pocket anyways on your way like at medieval times? Just be regardless of what's on the USB. Who fucking knows, man? I I oh, couldn't even God. tell you the last time I took an, a, USB a USB anywhere. Anywhere. Insane. <laughs> that was insane. so fucking funny, dude, when that happened. Oh, my God. Well, guys, that'll do it for this episode of Diggity. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please consider uh, subscribing to the podcast. Uh, spread the word about the podcast as well. This podcast is available on every single podcast platform you can think of. 
uh, please consider leaving us a review as well. Help spread the word on the show. Um, and uh, consider uh, subscribing to Spawn Camp, youtube.com slash Spawn Camp Co., where you can see other stuff like Diggity, WSD, and Beyond. Uh, as well as uh, Bill Bros. There's some Gunplus stuff. So uh, go over there and check that out. Again, Discord is free. You can join that. That's fun. It's in the show notes below. Have fun with that. And uh, until next time, we will see you around. See ya.